0: Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadiok malo with a genuine conversation
1: about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Welcome to another episode of Take Another Look podcast where we see you fully. My name is Gerda Felix, and I am accompanied by my co host or other host, Melanie
0: Taddeus Molo.
1: And it is a pleasure to have you all here. Welcome, Melanie. How are you? I'm great, Gerda. How are you doing? I am fantastic. And today we are going to talk about. Accessibility. This is such a beautiful subject to me. And I know you are an advocate of accessibility.
0: That I am. And you know what, Gerda, I love the fact we're talking about this because I don't think everybody truly understands what accessibility is.
1: Hmm. Definitely not. And I know as I was remembering certain things, I noticed that I had made a boo-boo, <laughs> okay? Not a good thing, So that happened. And I thought, oh, I need to know more about accessibility. So Melanie,
0: how would you like to start? Well, let's, awesome. talk, let's talk about accessibility in general terms first. So accessibility is the ability to access or enter something. So think of it in this way. So for example, are you able to get into a store? Are you able to physically get there by bus, by car, by walking? That's one sense of accessibility. But then other things could be looked in so many ways. Accessibility could be something perhaps, you know, with the schools and COVID, right? Not every child had a computer at home to be able to do online learning because they didn't have the finances to afford a computer. So the school boards needed to change it up and make sure that every child had access to a computer to be able to access education. So being able to enter or receive something is accessibility. But then of course, when talking about individuals with disability, accessibility takes on a whole other element. It's the design and creation of products and services that are fully accessible to provide equal opportunities for all. So it could be anything from making sure a building is accessible for individuals with physical disabilities, having a ramp to get in instead of a staircase. Could be ensuring that all platforms on the computer are accessible for those with vision loss who use a screen reader. Or it could be even making sure that there's closed captioning for somebody with hearing loss. There's so many elements. So that's just overall view of what accessibility is. And there's so many more things because you go into all different things of looking at everybody's differences. The most important thing I will say about accessibility is to ask the individual who requires an accommodation how to best support them, don't ever assume.
1: Wow. That is beautiful. As I was listening to you share with us what accessibility is, I thought this is a human way to be with one another. As we come into contact with each other, wouldn't it be great if we were able to know, to understand, How can we serve the other person better?
0: Exactly. You know, I think people think accessibility is a big fancy word, and right away, people automatically think people with disabilities, because that is a term that is very used very often in that realm. But you're right, if every individual was accessible, to the other person they're talking with or connecting with, can you imagine? And that's not just with the words you say, the time you spend, being open and being supportive. Absolutely.
1: And I I believe that this is the perfect time for us, for everyone to learn what that is so that going forward, because I truly believe, especially in this time of pandemic, that the way we used to do things, is no longer the same way we will be able to continue to do things. Mm
0: Now, Gerda, about you? What does accessibility mean to you?
1: That is a very good question. For me, it means that the person that I am in contact with what they need for them to function, I am able to give it to them. Meaning, for example, as we know, we are both Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a Toastmasters meeting, there are certain things that you need. The person who needs it also needs to be able to share what they need so that whoever the organization the person will be able to give them access to what they need to function. So it is a give and take because it is a give and take because both parties have to stop assuming. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm using the word assuming is because for me, let's say, for example, I usually say to people when they send me a Zoom link, ah, Zoom links are not the best for me. Can you give me the meeting ID in Zoom and in the password? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I hear stories such as, well, I did it correctly, but my I did never said that it wasn't done correctly. I am just stating to you that this is what I need in order for me to go to where I need to go.
0: And see, it's funny because I'm the opposite. I need the link. And so it, I totally get it. And people just think, well, I did it. I gave it to you. But no, it doesn't always work. So we have to be active listeners to really hear what people are asking for. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Totally.
1: Because as human beings, this is what we tend to do. We tend to give explanation from our own point of view.
0: hmm how many times in many situations have you asked for something and people just assume, oh, you don't need that or why are you asking that? And they question it, right? Instead mm-hmm. of being open to listening to the reason. I Again, using Toastmasters, obviously the timing colors, I can't see them. I need an audible. I had to fight for months and months and months and months to explain this when we went to Zoom. In the room, it was not a problem because... They got it because I was in their phrase, I was there, but they just automatically assume, Well, you're on Zoom, it's okay, you don't need to hear a sound. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I do. (laughs) So, again, just being open to hear what the other person is saying.
1: Yes, and you know, since we are talking about accessibility, uh, here is an example I will give myself as a Black person. You know, before when they used to use the word nude you are going to buy pantyhose and they say nude. Well, nude for the majority of people is not the same color for me as the the nude color that they use in Mm -hmm. pantyhose. Therefore, that for me, that does not work. I could not use that. Mm -hmm. That's why it is important for us to really pay attention to the person that we are talking to because we are all different.
0: Yes, and even... People with, I'll, again, I'm going to go to the sex uh, disability. Mm-hmm. No, two people are the same. Mm-hmm. Some people have different uses of screen readers and different use different software. So it may be accessible for one person, but not for another. So never lump everybody in the same category and just say, well, it works for so-and-so. It's going to work for you. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. And I think this is really important in life in general. It's just like saying, all girls are gonna do this, all boys are gonna do this. No, you can't do that, we're unique human beings.
1: Yes, yeah, and wow, this, we could definitely take this subject to different levels. Oh, yes. Because this is the new way of being human.
0: (laughs) You know what, It's it's interesting too because there are laws and rules in countries about accessibility and accommodations for individuals with disabilities that we've had to fight for years for. But when you think about it, wouldn't it be awesome if it was not just for people with disabilities, but for everybody?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I think that's what diversity now, the new, the other buzzword, diversity. Yes. I think this is also part of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. So
0: true. Um, I remember, you know, hearing, oh, you know what? Having to provide this accommodation is really takes a lot of time. You know, it's about how it impacts the person delivering the accommodation. What about the person that is requesting it? So an accommodation obviously is making something work for everybody. So whether like a timing thing, as I said, having an audible time signal. It could be something as having a ramp. It could be for people with invisible disabilities, allowing somebody that maybe has back problems, the ability to get up and walk around during a meeting without, you know, looking rude and not engaged. You know, you see these desks now, you can stand and work and instead of just sitting. Some people have to do flex time because they're not sleeping well or they have, a, you know, a chronic illness or, personal support worker, or even childcare. Let's face it, you know, you have to have accommodations if you have to drop your child off to daycare before you go to work. So you may have a different start time. And it's nobody's business of why you have an accommodation. So again, it's not just about disability, it's about people in general being willing to make things accessible and work for somebody's situation.
1: Absolutely. And isn't it the pandemic... (laughs) isn't this pandemic forced us a little bit faster mm-hmm. it's to so- pay attention to this subject?
0: It is. You know, I think before the pandemic, the big buzz, at least in the places I worked, is that home life balance, okay? Work-life balance and making sure that you were having enough time with your family and to do what you needed to do. That was the big, big buzz before COVID. And then also when we're forced to work from home, That line got blurred, but now workplaces are having to address other accommodations such as the other things that people are going through with uh, mental health, um, Mm -hmm. isolation, anxiety, that perhaps they can't do the hours that they needed to do because they need other supports and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think companies as a whole have had to really reshape the way that their whole HR department and Even management styles have had to change. You know, we even talk about how it ties into Zoom fatigue and how many meetings. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of businesses are cutting out unnecessary meetings because the, the employees have spoken up about how it's really hurting them. You know, they're not as productive because they're spending so much time in meetings. So how can we accommodate that to make people more productive and have more accessibility to the work they need to do?
1: Hmm. Well said, Melanie, well said. I have a question for you. Tell us, why did you become an advocate for accessibility? Uh,
0: Well, you know, it started off for the longest time after I lost my eyesight, I was afraid to ask for help, what I thought was help, okay? Not realizing that it was a right that why should I not be able to participate fully in an activity or qualify for a job because I needed an accommodation of a screen reader or a large print software? I could contribute just the same. So from my personal experience and the many, many barriers I faced and people telling me that I couldn't do it because of my disability, I started to really do some investigating about what that looked like as well as being a teacher of special education, I also had to learn how to accommodate my students learning, whether they're a visual learner, kinesthetic learner, auditory learner. All of my lesson plans had to be available and accessible to all of my students despite their learning style. I saw how easy it was to learn how to accommodate anybody so that I started to talk more about it with other people. First in the disability community, Then in the education community, and now in any place I can possibly talk about it, because we really put a lot of people at a disadvantage when we're not willing to help and listen and help provide those accommodations and so many talented individuals with so many abilities lose out on opportunities because of people's lack of education and understanding of accessibility. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be expensive because that's the other thing I hear all the time. Oh, it's expensive to accommodate people. I have to put a ramp in. I have to put an elevator. No, it doesn't always have to be about the funding or the finances. And there is funding options out there for businesses to be able to provide accommodations. But not only that, it's the law, Garrett. There's a duty to accommodate law in Canada. And I'm sure there's similar things in the US. Um, Other countries, maybe not so much, um, but it is everybody, even a landlord has to accommodate an individual, whether you have a disability or not.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. I think it's
0: a conversation. So that's why I started talking about it and became an advocate.
1: And I heard you say, it took me some time to realize, how did that realization affect you?
0: I was really unhappy for a long time. The fact the matter that I wasn't getting anywhere. I was just frustrated with what I couldn't do. Until one day somebody said to me, you can do it, just do it differently. And I started to think, what does that mean? And I started to problem solve with myself, how I could help myself. And when I realized how easy it could be, if I understood what I needed, then I thought, wouldn't this be awesome if we all could help? Doing this. So, yeah, it was a journey, I'll tell you, because I'd say the first three years that I'd lost my eyesight, I was frustrated. Mm. I, and um, having to learn to advocate and ask for that when I went to teachers' college with my first step. Um, and then being able to even advocate with my own family because they just assumed they knew what I needed. I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is what I need. Yes. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a process and it takes practice in advocating for yourself appropriately, not stomping your feet, yelling and screaming. You need to do this because it's the law. No, it's about sharing information and how you can best be supported with their help.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Now I am going to read a quote by Martin Luther King and then I'll ask my question. Okay. Martin Luther King Jr. actually said that a while back. I am cognizant of the interrelatedness of all communities. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. The reason I read this to you is because you said something Tell me how you feel this is related to your own life. Oh
0: my gosh. That's, that's powerful words, Carina.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, what I realized is human beings don't know what they don't know. Okay. I for many years after I realized how I could advocate for myself, I was angry at other people for not giving me my accommodations. Or but it took me some time to realize. How can they give me what they don't understand? So instead of being angry and bitter and, you know, not getting anywhere in life and society, I realized we're all intertwined, all interconnected, and the best way to approach accessibility is to share experiences, to educate, and to ask questions of those that are unsure. Because, If I don't know what they don't know, how can I best support them? If I'm asking Mm -hmm. to be supported, how can I support them to accomplish Mm -hmm. something? So I love that because, you know, you think about the, yeah, oh my gosh, that's a beautiful quote. I've never heard it before, Gerda.
1: Yeah, I was doing research on, of course, Martin Luther King Jr. because it was the anniversary or the day of on Monday. So that's why I was looking, I was researching. And that's one of the quotes that, that came to me and i feel i feel it it is a beautiful quote because as human beings we are all interconnected mm-hmm. and knowing the work that you have done in this world share your interconnectedness with others mm-hmm. because you know one thing i know is that everybody who knows melanie <laughs> when I come to connection with those people, they they say one thing, Melanie has helped me. Melanie, you know, when I, when I got in contact with Melanie, Melanie has done this for me. Melanie has saved my life. So to me, this is being interconnected. How has that affected you in Uh. your own life?
0: You know what it is? You, you do because that's who you are, right? You don't do it expecting anything in return, but my goodness, Gerda, the connections of people, their friendships, the learnings I've learned from my students, so many different things. Even when I've met the most frustrating person because they just don't want to listen, I, the impact they have on me as an individual is life-changing. Because everybody I connect with, I learn from and even if it's that frustrating person I now know they're okay Melanie maybe perhaps you're not explaining yourself clearly enough <laughs> perhaps they're not wanting to understand because of something but how can you best support this person so these connections teach me so much about my own abilities and even the areas I still need to grow in so interconnection, I love it. I think it's so powerful. And it's something that all of us do on a regular basis, but really don't pay attention to because we're just being. Hmm. Now, Absolutely. Gerta, for yes. You, I know accessibility, well, the term in relation to disability was relatively a newer one. I'm not going to say it's brand new because I'm sure you had heard of it but getting to know me and learning more about how to accommodate me and how, you know, accessibility plays a part in my life. What was that like for you?
1: Mm. <laughs> That's a beautiful question. <laughs> As I mentioned before, I made a big boo-boo or I realized that I've made one. So I was, I went to have an interview. Actually, you were part of the interviewers and I, when I went back in my mind in the way that I answered the questions. And I know at one point I showed something. And then I thought, I did not even describe it.
0: <laughs> I love the fact that you could. this. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Gerda, because this is the thing people automatically, you had this amazing resources book you wanted to share about what you were thinking of contributing. And we automatically think everybody in our audience or yeah. we're talking to are the same. Yeah. So, it you know what it's okay because I knew what you were talking about because I knew about the resource because you and I yeah. talked about that before. But thank you so much for identifying that. And I love this topic because I think it's important for everybody. For me, not being able to see something and puts me at a disadvantage in some situations. So mm-hmm. the way that we explain and express ourselves with language being descriptive can help so many people it could be whether it's in an interview whether it's in a like at a meeting even for engagement purposes somebody that may be a little bit you know distracted they've got a lot on their mind when you use description people are engaged so it, it plays a lot, language plays a big role in so many accommodations and it doesn't have to be, this is a book that is like five by seven, that has these colors, no, no, no. Just a little description that's part of your answer would have been ideal and the fact that you got that, I appreciate that.
1: Thank you. I I, <laughs> I know when I went back to, because that's what I do after I go through any experience, I go back and I self-reflect, I I observe. I observe what happened then, and I thought I cannot believe that I did not describe this because I've known you now for more than a year, right? Yeah. Almost yeah. two years. Two years, almost. And yes, and then and so I I know you, and yet I forgot about that part, <laughs> and that's what for me. Accessibility is not a one-time thing, it's a practice.
0: It is, and you know what? Unfortunately, in society, the way it is, and again, not just about for people with disabilities, but for everybody, it's an afterthought. And that's just the way because before, let's face it, look at society. People with disabilities were kept in institutions. They weren't amongst everybody. They, so we didn't have to think about their accommodations. We didn't have to think about that. Different backgrounds and cultures are now coming to the forefront. Different economic situations are happening in our countries. So now all of a sudden we have all these different elements of life that are beautiful, that bring us together and, but yet what was okay before now is no longer acceptable because we have to change and look at the big new picture and how to accommodate everyone.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's, a, it's a continuous learning, mm-hmm. learning about who we are and learning about the other person. Because for me, who I am allowed me to see where I faltered. And so it also allows me to be more cognizant of my effect, the way I affect other people
0: mm-hmm. and
1: make changes because of that.
0: And you know, it's interesting because if every individual took account for themselves and tried to be inclusive, to try to listen, to hear, and to understand, not just to be right, to what somebody is asking, we would be one step closer to being more accessible in general. But because so much weight and rules and you need to accommodate, you need to be accessible, you need this, you need that, people get their defenses up. What if I don't want to be? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because it's almost become a negative for so many people because it's too much work.
1: Mm. Yes, I, I hear you. And what I want to say, is also, (laughs) if I decide that I'm not going to do it because I don't feel like it, Mm -hmm. I am impacting not only the other person in a negative way, but also myself. Yes. And that's why interconnection comes into play. Absolutely. And, you know,
0: this is the thing, I don't think, again, human beings, we, do what's quick and easy and what benefits us, because that makes sense. But if we start to have a more holistic point of view at ourselves and about the people we surround ourselves with, and the thing is, you never know who around you needs an accommodation or accessibility because you don't know in that moment what they're going through. Let's just say somebody's paycheck didn't land in their bank. It's the end of the month coming and they're gonna be short on their rent not that, that you should go and solve that person's problem, but you do not know what that person is going through. So they could be going through such stress and anxiety that they are unable to fulfill a role that they've said that they were able to help you with. Instead of jumping down their throat, saying, you said you're going to do this, asking a question, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and just listening to the answer. They may not share with you. They may just say, you know, something's come up and I, I just need some time to cope. And being understanding to that, that that's good because mm-hmm. you're being accessible to them. And I'm not saying that people should do this to take advantage because some people will push the limit and say, I told them I needed some time. <laughs> they think okay. I have a problem, but really I don't, right? No, yeah. but as human beings, just by taking a few minutes and just asking, you know, okay. And they may come back and say, no, I'm not okay. And that's okay too, because it's okay not to be okay. We know that, right? But by just asking and listening, it puts us one step closer to becoming more accessible so that when they do feel comfortable and need somebody to talk to they may come and talk to you. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're coming to ask you for that help, but just to explain the situation. And Mm -hmm. maybe you have a solution because you may have been in a similar situation Or perhaps, you know, you may say, have you reached out to so-and-so or whatever? But Mm -hmm. again, if you don't come across as accessible, they're not going to come for help.
1: Absolutely. So as I listen to what you said, I would conclude that accessibility starts with the being and move into the doing. Yes. 100. What do you think?
0: 100%. That's so well said. So clear and concise. I think it's so important. Absolutely. I think it's a vital thing for us to be able to be and then do. And it's something that we want to make sure that everybody does.
1: Hmm. Now we've come to the end of our I was going to say session, but to the end of our communication connection today, is there a last point that you would like to share?
0: You know what? I will say this about the accessibility topic. And then Gerda, we have something exciting to share. So hold on. Mm -hmm. With accessibility, I just ask everybody to be open-minded. Take time to listen, to ask questions when you're unsure, and to be open to hearing somebody else's needs. Because every difference that you can make in somebody's life is life-changing.
1: Hmm. And
0: Thank you never you know when you will need accessibility. <laughs> that is true. Yes.
1: So, Gerda, what's the big news?
0: Share, share, share. Come on.
1: The big news is that soon, Melanie and I, we will be on YouTube. Yes, we are
0: taking <laughs> take another look. You'll we'll still have our podcast on Spotify, but we're going to go YouTube so you guys can actually see us and our engaging smiles <laughs> <laughs> and reach a greater audience to ensure that everybody is accommodated to their style of listening and observing and learning.
1: Absolutely. And please stay tuned for more information as we go along. Yes, because follow our
0: social media.
1: Yes. Yes, we, you can contact us. We are on Facebook. Yes. We are, as you mentioned, on Spotify. Mm. And also different ways to listen to us, correct, yes, Melanie?
0: Yes, There's so many. And if you go to our website, take another look podcast.com, you'll find all of the different episodes that we've done. And it's all accessible on many different listening podcast platforms, as well as on Anchor, which is easy to access on our website. Just go there, click the episodes you'd like, and please tune in every Saturday for a new episode. We want to hear your feedback. Please reach out to us. Contact at take another look podcast.com or if you want to talk to Gerda, Gerda at take another look podcast.com or Melanie at take another look podcast.com. We're anxiously looking for some feedback, some ideas of things you want us to be talking about. And we will be looking for guests to join our conversation on YouTube. Right, Gerda? Absolutely. Can't wait. Yes,
1: the more the merrier, as they say. And I am looking forward to get into contact with you as you send us your questions, your concerns, your opinions. Share with us what do you think about what you've heard so so far. It is our pleasure to connect with you.
0: Have a great week. See you next time.
1: See you next time. Bye-bye.